Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there was a story that changed everything. Hello and welcome to Story Tales, the podcast all about storytelling in its many forms. I am Marcus Hooper and I am here with my lovely wife, Amy. Hi. Uh, she really is beautiful. I wish you could see her right now. <laughs> um, so... We are doing something kind of special. Normally, on this podcast, we would only talk about one thing, like one movie, one game, or something like that. But we're actually talking about two movies, but it's also one movie. <laughs> it's kind of weird. We're talking about Justice League, and that's going to be both the Justice League, or the Joss Whedon version that came out in theaters in 2017, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, which came out in 2021. Um, so, first of all, let's start with Justice League, or the theatrical cut of Justice League. So, my first question is, Amy, did you like it or not like it? Um, I did not like it very much. Didn't like it? No. So, what what are some of your general thoughts about it? You don't have to get into specifics, but in general, why why did you not like it? It just felt like it was going too fast, like I didn't have time to care about stuff. And um, I mentioned in your YouTube video that um, you asked me something about like Cyborg. And I was like, I remember his story is sad. And you were like, really? But I think I just remembered him being sad. (laughs) (laughs) Because when we watched it again, I was like, they don't really tell you anything about his story. He's just sad. So I think I just remembered him being really moody. Like the character. That's all I showed of him. Yeah. Yeah. so just stuff like that, like it didn't, you don't really know the characters very well. Yeah. And a lot of the jokes, in my opinion, you can tell me if you share these thoughts. Um, I also disliked it. Uh, when I first saw it, I walked out going, that was fun, but no, I don't know how much I... You loved it, honestly, when we saw it. You were like, oh, because you love seeing a movie in theaters. I so do. anytime we see a movie together, you leave and you're like, that was so good. And you want to watch it 15 times and you listen to the soundtrack or the score. And you make me watch it 15 times. And I will say that you drag me there against my will. But yes, I do think I got caught up a little bit in <laughs> the... <laughs> Um, you know, going to a theater, which, wow, missed that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is still when things are kind of shut down because of COVID, if people are listening in the future and they're like, what? But uh, anyway, it, yeah, I did kind of get caught up in it, but I think the more I thought about it, the more I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw it, there were definitely things that I was like, that was dumb, that was dumb. Even though I was like excited and had fun, I definitely walked out going, this was dumb. I didn't like this very much, you know. Uh, I definitely thought the mustache was stupid. Even as much as I got, I did get swept up in it a little bit. I still thought the upper lip thing was dumb. You pointed it out to me in theaters. You're like, look at his face. I was like, that's gross. (laughs) Yeah. But I actually bought it on Blu-ray when it came out. Not even because I loved it, but because, you know, at that time they were doing the the DCEU and I wanted to have all of them on Blu-ray, like have the complete collection. So I got it. I think I watched it once after I got it, and then I was like, hmm. With me and my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, hmm. And then I never, I don't think I ever watched it again until we watched it for this. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> they, I watched it again with you after watching the Snyder Cut, and 
you can see in the reaction, I'm just constantly <laughs> shaking my head because they'll do something that I know replaces something better in the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I want to tell her all about it, but she hadn't <laughs> seen it yet. So I was like, ooh. He was very kind not to spoil it yes. for me. So I, I think, tell me what you think about this. We're going to go section by section and we will kind of answer for both movies as we go. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the theatrical cut of Justice League. So now, the Snyder Cut, did you like it or did you dislike it? Okay, this one surprised me. I didn't think I was going to like it or care or have the capacity to sit through a four-hour movie. I really liked it. You really and liked it. I really liked it. Even the parts where I was like, eh, whatever. Like, some parts I felt were like were slow. Very few parts. But the ending, not like the epilogue, but the last scene of the movie itself made it all worth it. It yeah. was it was really good. Yeah, not the epilogue. <laughs> no. Although the beginning of the epilogue I like a lot. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get we'll there. We'll get there. <laughs> um so you liked it and those were some of your general thoughts, I guess, but give give us some more of your general thoughts about uh, uh, let me say I liked it too. I really mm-hmm. liked it when I saw it. And you can ask Amy, I wouldn't shut up about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> would not. But I honestly didn't expect you to like it. I I knew you would, I figured you would think it was better than the theatrical cut, um, because duh. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought you'd be like, well, it's better, but it's not good. You know, I thought you'd be one of those people. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there. Yeah. And, you know, art is subjective, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone has to love a thing. <laughs> and Amy's like, really? You don't? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> but I, I definitely thought it was really great. Um, honestly, it's four hours long. Um, and I don't even think you would agree on what I'm about to say. Cause I think we've talked about this. Like, even though you liked it, I think you would disagree with this. To me, it didn't feel like four hours, especially the first time I watched it. It really flew by. I was like, that was four hours, you know? Um, and I have heard someone say, it doesn't feel like four hours. It feels more like three. And they were like, that's still long, but it's still a compliment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt more like three. Cause I will say it does feel about like end game. I don't yeah. know why I really enunciated Endgame. <laughs> Endgame. It did, it did feel like Endgame, and Endgame was three hours. It wasn't four. Yeah. So I guess that's true. It does kind of feel like a three-hour movie instead of a four-hour movie. Um, but the first time I watched it, it honestly felt like a regular movie. I wasn't like sitting there going, oh my gosh. Like it didn't hit me the first time I watched it. Like I wasn't like, this has been going on for a long time. Now I watched it all the way through the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go get like get food or use the restroom I just watched it from beginning to end which I think helps I think when you take breaks although I'm glad that it has the parts because we did take breaks when we watched it the other night but I think when you do take breaks that's when it really sinks in that it's so long because then you look at how much time has elapsed and you're like only an hour you know yeah um or and then you look at the time and you're like oh my gosh you know I think if you just watched it all the way through like if you were able to it really sucks you in and you don't like you don't think about the world around you. Um, but yeah, anyway, those were my general thoughts. Let's hear some more of your general thoughts. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, to contrast with what I said about the theatrical cut, I really did feel like we had time to get to know the characters. We got yeah. to have more connection to the Flash and to Cyborg and like see. And also like um, Batman's motivations were better in this one. In the other one, it was just like, we're doing this. Yeah. But in this one, it was... I have to, like, it's my fault that Superman's dead and we have to make up for it, you know, or like we yeah. have to make him proud. And I like what he said 
close to the beginning, he said, I spent so much time trying to tear us apart. Now I have to bring us together, like to make up for it. Mm -hmm. And they actually, Superman feels more relevant in this one. They actually kind of bring him up in natural ways throughout the movie, Mm -hmm. where in the theatrical cut, it felt like they were like, we're doing our thing, we're doing our thing, we're doing our thing. We need Superman. And it was just like, well, we, I mean, you kind of know that's coming as an audience because first of all, he was in all the marketing yeah. And you knew about the mustache thing, like, because that was big news when going into the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, at the end of Batman v Superman, they show the dirt floating off of his coffin as kind of like, a, oh, you know, like it was supposed to be like, oh, he might still be alive, which he wasn't. He was dead. Yeah. But so I don't know what happened there with the dirt, but art, art, <laughs> meaning, it's <a> painting. subtext, <laughs> it's a, a painting. painting. Amy says that as a joke. She was saying that constantly because I told her that Zack Snyder really wants like, mm-hmm. I said all of his frames to be like a painting. He said almost all or something like that. Yeah. And so she would like wait till there was like a really mundane <laughs> shot and be like, oh, it's like a painting. Or a really bad shot. <laughs> and I was like, you know what I mean. <laughs> but after a while I did start to mean it because I started to see it. Yeah. Like a really beautiful or colorful shot. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, the painting. Yeah. I think Zack Snyder no matter what like people or even I think about his writing style for these characters, which sometimes I don't love as much as I really like this movie, um, man of steel and Batman V Superman. I have some, some, uh, you know, questions and I, I know technically he didn't write those movies, but it seems like it's one of those. He didn't quote unquote write them, but he did like, they had to get a script writer to come in because, uh, I don't think Zack Snyder is a, is a, part of the script writing guild so they have rules you know where it's like zach you can't write a movie you have to a script writer has to do that you know mm-hmm. but he, i think it was his movie <laughs> you know like he came up with it because like he has all the story ideas i think and not to take anything away from chris terrio i'm sure chris terrio the sorry the guy who wrote this movie oh okay <laughs> i think he like i mean he did write it like he put pen to paper and you know it could be a story by thing like with george lucas where Zach came up with the story, but Chris Terrio wrote the dialogue and the structure, and which was all great, I thought, in this movie. So, um, you know, not to take anything away from him, but I do think the story and the characters are Zach's. You know, like, he is the one who formed them. Even if somebody else wrote the script, um, I think it, that, that was more of a formality thing, an industry thing, um, and that these were Zach's characters, you know? Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say... Um, as much as I might not, you know, love the direction he went with these characters, especially in the beginning, uh, compared to how they are in the comics, um, you know, which if it's good, it's good. It doesn't matter. But I didn't think the Man of Steel and BVS were great. Um, and I think you share the same opinion. I didn't like them. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I think Zack Snyder is the best person visually to make a comic book film because it really to me, is almost like a comic book come to life visually in the sense that it's these epic frames that, you know, often look, you do look very painterly, you know, um, and it's just visually stunning, and he has a way of making people and things look very impressive, like comic books do. Mm-hmm. Like, I even, there was a, there's a shot of Superman at the end where he's flying towards the camera, and it looks like a frame from a comic book. That like, was a really cool shot. It looks really cool. Um, so that's why I think visually he's the best director to make a comic book movie. Um, and I think that 
is really more displayed in this movie than it was in the other two. Like, there are moments in the other two, but this one to me felt like epic, you know, especially visually, it felt really epic. Um, Okay, so let's move to things we liked about the theatrical cut first. We have to find something we liked about the theatrical cut, and it can't be things that were in the Snyder cut because that doesn't count. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I was going to say when um, Barry Allen is talking to his dad in prison... Because I was starting to like tear up. I thought it was really emotional. But that was also in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Oh, oh, I do have one. I do have one. Okay. I'm trying to remember. It's been a couple weeks. So I really liked, and I feel like you didn't like this as much. I liked the part where they went to go save um, Cyborg's dad. What's his name? Cyborg. Victor something. Silas. Oh, Victor Stone? Victor what? Stone. Yeah. I just couldn't remember his, his dad's name. His dad's name is Silas. That's, okay. That's who I thought you were talking about. Oh, no. They went to go save his dad and the other people, and Barry was like, oh, I don't know what to do, because he's not really used to that kind of, like, high-caliber hero-y stuff. Oh, he even said, he has a line. He's like, you guys are, like, used to going to battle, and this is my first, like, battle. And then uh, Bruce was like, just save one. And he's like, well, then what do I do? He's like, you'll just know. I really liked that. He was a scared kid. He didn't know what to do. He was overwhelmed. And Bruce, who's been doing this for however long by now, he's like, just start with one person and then you'll know what to do. I just thought that was really beautiful. And it he was right. I mean, Barry saved one. And he's like, I can do this. And then he was okay. I really liked that. And I when we talked about it in the movie, like when we were watching it, I was like, oh, I like that. And you were like, oh, they're making him like the butt of the joke and he doesn't really know what he's doing. But I disagree. I thought that it was a nice like bonding moment between the team. Yeah, I I never really liked Flash in the theatrical cut and I couldn't really put my finger on it. And I heard some other people express this and I was like, I think that's how I feel. Um, but what they've said is like, yes, like it made him like scared, but it also made him cowardly like he was like boo you know and and then he was still even kind of like he didn't do very much like he did save one person but then I can't think of anything else he did yeah he went back and he saved more people did he yeah because he got his confidence I so I disagree I don't think he was cowardly I do think he was just scared because I think like if you look at the the Snyder Cut we're supposed to be talking about that so no don't talk about the Snyder Cut (laughs) I'm gonna forget this but if you look at the Snyder Cut he's still scared but he doesn't need a pep talk like, you know, like, he's like, oh, I guess that's the bad guy. He's like, does anyone have a plan? Who has a plan? And then even when, like, they start to, they're like, oh, we just stick together. And then they start to fight separately. He's like, guys, this is not together. <laughs> and then the bug tries to shoot him and he dodges it. And then he, like, hits the bug and the bug goes flying. So nobody had to tell him. But then right after that, Batman says, round up these people. And he's like, okay. So see, like, he still didn't know what to do. But it wasn't one of those, like, I can't do battle. I can't do it. You know, he just was kind of like, what's happening? And then Batman, instead of saying, save one person, he specifically, according to that mission, was like, this is what you need to do. Round these people up and get them out of here. And Barry was like, got it. So it was more like, he was scared, yes, but it wasn't like, how do I fight? It was more like, what do I do specifically? Like, how can I be useful here? And Batman was like, this is how. And he was like, great. And he was scared, but he was like, Okay, and he just jumped in and did it, you know? I like the Snyder Cut's version of him, too, but I this is just, you asked what I liked about the Justice League that wasn't in Snyder Cut. No, I yeah, still, I just wanted to flesh yeah. out what, what I said. Okay, yeah, I, I still don't think he's being cowardly, and I liked the need for pep talk. I think it makes him more relatable, because mm-hmm. we are not 
you know, super brave superheroes either. But like, yeah. I don't know. It just made it easier to relate to him, even though I can't run faster than the speed of light or whatever. I, you know, we still get scared. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know what to do in scary situations. I just liked it. Uh, here's something I liked and it's a very small detail <laughs> and it's, it's obviously it's not a make or break thing because I would take the Snyder cut wholesale <laughs> without this in it. Um, but when Steppenwolf, he just got the mother box from the Amazonians and they shoot an arrow at him and he bats it away with his hand. That was very anime. <laughs> like anime villains will do that. Like people will like shoot an anime villain and they'll just like bat away the bullet out of midair. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, whoa, they're stronger than average people kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that I, that was very anime esque and I really liked it. And the Snyder cut, he grabs it like as it like is going to his face, he grabs it right before it gets to him. And then he just crushes it. And I'm like, well, not very hard to crush an arrow, is it? It's just a thin piece of wood. <laughs> so I they're both cool. I mean, they're both cool, but, but he still caught it before it hit him in the face. Yeah, this is the thing between with having two versions of the movie. You know, like if I had only seen the one where he caught it, I wouldn't have thought anything. I would have been like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But because I saw the other version, and you know, like I said, ninety-eight percent of the Snyder cut is better. Mm-hmm. I, no, I'd say 99% of the Snyder Cut is better, mm-hmm. considering how much of the Snyder Cut there is. There's a lot of Snyder Cut. <laughs> um, but I, that was just one little thing that I really kind of preferred. I thought it was really cool, and he didn't even look up. like He just batted it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that wouldn't make sense in the Snyder Cut because this version took a bunch of arrows like to the armor and then like... See, to me, Ew, that, I hated that. That and was just, cooler like, when he like... flexed his little scaly yeah. things and they exploded or whatever. I mean, they all snapped, but... Yeah, when he like snapped them off with his armor. Ew, I... Ugh. I hated his... The fact that several arrows made contact made the Amazonians seem more powerful. Like, they seemed stronger in this version. Mm-hmm. A, because, yes, the fight was more drawn out, mm-hmm. which means it took Steppenwolf longer to get the box. But B, because there were little beats like that where it was like the Amazonians... Were, he didn't just walk all over them. Like, they yeah. put up a good fight. They did. They um, held their own. They probably put up just as good of a fight as any of the Justice League members separate did, you know? Um, so, which is not anything to be sneezed at. So, I'm trying to think of other things that I liked in the theatrical cut. Uh, ooh. Watching the movie theater with your new girlfriend? Yes, but that's not <laughs> the movie's fault. Uh, <laughs> that was just happenstance. It could have been any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was every movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me think. Wait, is there anything else you can think of? No. This is indicative of, of how well, bad the movie is. it's a lot shorter, is. too. There's a lot less to And we're from. discounting things that, that were, were in the Snyder Cut because that doesn't count. Yeah, so um, it's harder to... I like how all the actors gave it their best despite being they did. directed by a bully. Yeah, they did. Like, uh, even in the reshoots, they were still acting well. Yeah, they were still not doing as their good. job. You can tell they were like, uh, <laughs> at least I feel like I can tell, because it's a lot more like, we've got to get it, the stuff. You oh, know? I do have one. Well, I okay, it doesn't. It probably doesn't count. I like the absence of something that was in the Snyder Cut. Does that count? I guess. Okay, I like that there wasn't that song that those ladies were singing Oh yeah, when, the was that Norway when, or something? Yeah, when Aquaman left. Yeah, and they were just yeah singing. That's so. That's a four and they would go into another verse. Four hours. Yeah, if that, if that song was not in there. Yeah. It would have been three and a half. Yeah, it <laughs> just from that song. <laughs> just that song. That's a thirty-minute song. 
No need for that, Zach. <laughs> it was so long and just I felt like it was unnecessary. Yeah, that's there are there are only literally just a few things, like maybe three things I would have cut. Like honestly, I do feel like the movie should have been pretty long to be yeah, good. I felt like but it there were only a few the story. Right. There were only a few things that I was like, that can go. Mm-hmm. Here's okay, here's one thing I prefer mm-hmm. in um the theatrical cut. Some people might disagree with me. Um, I prefer the song choice in the theatrical cut when Aquaman is like going back into the ocean. It was like that guitar music. It was like, (laughs) you know, and I don't, I'm not saying that song was the perfect song choice, but I think that direction, like a rock and roll song fits that moment better. Like he's chugging alcohol yeah. It makes him cooler. Now, I will say, it seems like Zack Snyder was not trying to go for cool. He was trying to go for artsy subtext, uh, like, and kind of broken and sad. You know, it gives that... It, it's a great example of showing, like, how music can completely change a scene. Yeah. Like, the, obviously, Zack Snyder's version had more shots in it. They cut out a lot of shots in the theatrical version. But it's largely the same idea, right? He's walking towards the water. He's chugging alcohol. uh, And one of them plays like a hard rock, guitar heavy. And it makes it really cool. You're like, wow, this is really, this guy's cool. Yeah. The other one uses mostly the same shots. And he looks really cool in the shots. It's not like in the Snyder version, he's frowning. And they made him (laughs) look happy in the theatrical. It's the same exact shots. And they're cool shots. Like if you took out the music, he would just look cool, you know? Mm But because of the music Zach put in, it made it melancholy and kind of sad. And you were kind of like, well, this guy is really conflicted and he's kind of broken. And which is, I'm sure, what they were going for, which is fine. I don't like the song. And that might be a very like surface level thing. <laughs> like, I get why he picked it because he said, there is a kingdom and there is a king, which is like on the nose. Right. I'm touching my nose for those. <laughs> Who are listening to us, which is everyone, because yeah, there, no is, there is no video, video element of this. But it was it was on the nose a little bit, and but I, that's why he picked it. But I think you could have picked another melancholy song. Like literally, the vocals are not that great. And I know that person is probably a recording artist and makes lots of money, <laughs> and is probably like, "Who are you, Mister Podcast Man?" Yeah, they're definitely listening to this right now. Right, Zach well, Snyder sent it to him. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't know. It's and it, that's. Might be personal taste, right? But when the vocals came in, it was like, oh and I was like, it's one of those things where I would never listen to that song. Like, so it kind of ruined the moment for me a little bit. But then the shots brought me, brought me back in. Like, the shots were so cool that I was like, I'm back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, what did you think about that? Okay, yeah, you're right. So in the Justice League, the song that they have, the theatrical cut, the song that they used was way better. The other one was just like, I don't know. It's kind of lame. Like, I can see it. Maybe if they had used that after he turned Bruce Wayne down and instead of the lady singing or whatever, I don't know. It might have fit. But also that guy singing sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry Uh, to whoever you are. (laughs) No offense to a recording artist who is probably (laughs) doing very well and, you know, we're you know, like just two randos, but uh, no offense to what's his face, but I'm different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I like what Zach was going for with the like 
he looks cool, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of the the demeanor he puts on, but he's actually very broken and like there's a conflict going on within him and he's kind of running away from his responsibilities, right. which I appreciate, um, especially because I do feel like um, the theatrical cut makes him more dude bro. Like, oh, right. And there's some of that still in the Snyder cut, but he's a lot more like, <laughs> in this in the theatrical cut and he's more deep and layered in the Snyder cut mm-hmm. uh, and we can talk about that a little bit later so I do like the deep layered approach I think the song itself was bad oh, choice, so yeah. I will say I would like to go the deep and layered choice more than just the I'm a cool guy going into <laughs> the ocean but out of those two songs the one that Josh Whedon picked was actually better mm-hmm. um, so I'm shrugging you can't see it but uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I did think of something else I liked. I don't remember if this was in Snyder Cut, but I kind of... Okay, so one of your things that you don't like about the theatrical cut was that they made them add more jokes, and I do think that was to the movie's detriment because some of the jokes sucked. Most of them. Most of them. The new ones. Yeah. I don't remember if this was in the, 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 the Snyder Cut, but I liked when Aquaman was sitting on the lasso or whatever, Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. Is that what it's called? Lasso yeah. of truth. And then he was just like, just opening his heart and just talking. And they were like, oh, I, I like that he was just talking about his feelings and what was inside of him. And they were all kind of like, <sighs> kind of laughing. Was that in both of them? No, it was in theatrical okay. cut. I liked that. I thought it was funny. I, it was a nice little humor break. I thought it was funny the first time I saw it. I didn't laugh out loud, but I was like, I like that moment. Except for the when he looks at Wonder Woman and all he has to say is, oof, you're gorgeous. I'm like, nothing Wait, he else? said that? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember him saying that. I don't think yeah, I heard him. That's all he had to say about her. I hate um, that. But, but when I saw the Snyder Cut, to me, Aquaman still opens up emotionally, but not as a joke. You know, and like he doesn't need the... He just does it naturally. Okay. Like that moment I gotcha. that I love when um, he's talking to Barry Allen and he's like, um, how's Victor doing? And Barry's like, I guess he's doing okay. You know, he just wanted to be by himself. And Aquaman's like, we're asking a kid who just lost his father to like, you know, go up against like the most evil machines in the world or something. It's not, it's not fair. And Barry says, I didn't, I thought you didn't care. And he said, I never said that. Okay, that is nice. Which is kind of like the same thing, you know, especially because at the beginning he was against joining the team. Yeah. And he still opens up to them. But but it's not, and it's not a joke. And he doesn't go, ooh, you're gorgeous yeah. to Wonder Woman. Yeah, he yeah. does it. He doesn't do it against his will. Like, I think it's a. F- you're, you're, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, I was say, like it, you know, in the other one when he's sitting on the lasso, truth or whatever. It, it, you're right. It is a joke that he's opening up and sharing his feelings because real buff men don't do that. We drink, to, you know, we drink whiskey and we hide our feelings and we call women hot. Yeah. But in this one, yeah, you're right. He he opens up on his own terms without some magical thing making him. Yeah. And, and in the theatrical cut, did he genuine. ever actually open up after that? Like for real? I don't think so. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Okay, I changed my mind. I mean, I did like that, but if he had done it for real as well, I don't know. What I would say is that's a funny moment. It should be in a different movie and not with that character. Like yeah. that's a funny idea. Somebody spilling the truth on accident because they're sitting on the lasso. Yeah. But out of those two different variations, Snyder's version is better. It is. You know? Yeah, you're right. So I think maybe if they had put that in a different movie or with like a different character, 
Um, like imagine if a villain ended up spilling their I whole, was just and it that. turns out they had they had been sitting on the yeah. lasso and they had no idea. I was thinking that, but I didn't know if it was gonna be good. But if you thought of it, I'd be better <laughs> yeah. about it. Uh, I will say, until we watched it the other day, and I think I had to ask you about it, like what was happening. I thought when we first saw it, I thought she had kind of like sneakily like hung in her, like swung around his ankle because you don't see him sitting on it, right? Like, no, you he just, just pulls you see it him, out of below frame. Well, you see him like reach, like he moves like up as if he's sitting on something and like reaches under him and pulls it out. But like I thought he was reaching around his ankle. So I thought she had tricked him into, but I, the real way is better. Yeah, <laughs> sitting was, on it. Yeah, it was just laying around. And also just think about down. this, like the ver- the version I just came up with where they did it on purpose to like a villain or something mm-hmm. makes sense because she was like fully armored up, right? Why was her lasso laying around? I don't. She doesn't for the seem joke, like, right? She it's because she seem read like the, the script. Who would <laughs> take that off and just set it down? Right. It was because she read the script and, yeah. and knew that that moment was coming yeah, up. You're right. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. I think you even said that when we were watching the movie. Maybe yeah. when we were watching Snyder Cut, and I was like, "Oh, that part's not in there." You're like, yeah. Well, it doesn't make any sense. It was a funny idea, executed poorly. I think on the wrong character, mm-hmm. and Snyder's version of that character opening up is just much better. Yeah. Um, but I agree that it's a, it's a funny moment. I think it was just ill executed. Yeah. (laughs) So things we liked, (laughs) this is going to be long. It's going to be four hours. Yeah. (laughs) Things we liked about the Snyder cut. Can I go first? You can go first. Okay. It seems like Zack Snyder likes women and I don't want y'all to think like. He does. And there's a whole video about it on YouTube that I'll show you later where a, a woman broke down. His women in all his films. Yeah. It's okay. Really yes, because I don't, I don't remember much about Man of Steel or BBS because I didn't really like those, and uh, I saw them before I knew about. I will all say this. Lois Lane in Man of Steel, I like a lot, played by Amy Adams. Well, I just freaking love Amy Adams. Um, She's a queen. <laughs> there's that line where um, she goes to meet the military people, and he's like, "Oh, you're early. You were supposed to be here tomorrow." And she was like, "I know. I wanted to get here before you covered anything up or hit anything." Yes, and she's she so was like, cool. "So," and she said, "So, if we're done measuring dicks, I'd like for you to show me around." Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. She's so cool. Okay, so sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, I was <laughs> quoting a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what she says in the movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I don't want, I'm, I don't want any of your listeners to think like, oh, she just likes the women parts because she's a woman about me oh that's not pandering it's not shallow i am a woman and watching both movies back to back i could just tell like there wasn't a sexist oops i fell on your boobs joke and i'm a 17 year old who loves big boobs we'll get there we'll get there and there i i I don't know like the the amazons were just what are they the amazons amazonians amazonians yeah they were so cool we got to see them fight like crazy that we have no fear yeah but also the emotion like the queen grieving over each lost soldier and their sacrifice of like their big thunderdome thing go like they all sacrifice themselves for i'm starting to tear up like it was so uh, for real <laughs> it was so good and uh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cry on your podcast. That's okay. But, it's genuine. <laughs> it is. And oh, it was so good. And every female character did have more, I just more screen time and more, their fight scene was more cool. Yeah. And it was longer. Both of them. There were like two, I think. Right? Two big Amazon scenes where they were like 
Maybe not. Well, you might be thinking of the history lesson. The history one and that they were both yeah. so cool. Right. Amazing. And something that Zack Snyder does, which I thought was really cool. There's a moment in that first Amazon scene where the camera does like highlight their bodies, but not in a sexual way. It's not highlighting their sexuality or their sexual features. It's highlighting their abs and their muscles as they like crush the, down those beans. Which is, I feel like I haven't seen a movie look at women like that before visually. Like it's never been like, look how strong she is physically. It's look how hot she is. Right. Or look how plain she is or look how ugly she is. But like it really highlighted their muscles and you could see the, their core firing up yeah. as they were like smashing. And you were like, they are strong like I that's the impression you get yeah, from it i wouldn't have been able to lift a hammer like that. i wouldn't have been able to lift a prop ha- prop hammer <laughs> it's they made were, of foam it's, i wouldn't have done it. it's still too big <laughs> <laughs> but like they were so strong and they were so powerful and emotional like they weren't just like we big strong women like they still cared about each other they're a family yeah it was just so the queen cool. the queen mourns like yes. as the dome falls into the ocean. Yes. She and like, like and she didn't want to leave at first. She was like, Oh, I she was hesitant, but one of her people was like, No, seal it. Yeah. You know, they were like, Seal it. Yeah. We need to protect the world. And when she said that, I thought they were like she was just like like seal it, close it up, and we'll finish the battle in here. But then they were like knocking down those big heavy doors. I was like, There must be a way for them to get out, right? Like they're not just gonna be stuck in there forever. And then it fell into the ocean. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, they're all dead. And the queen sent off the mother box first. Yes. And then she just stared into the ocean mourning for them. Yeah. You know? And it didn't work because what's his face? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Still got out. But got out in a much cooler way. Do you remember how he got he out in the theatrical cut? He just sliced the dang hole in the he does wall. Like an, he does like an <laughs> X-Men like... In in X Men, Wolverine will like cut through like a wall in an X to be like, oh, X Men. <laughs> Steppenwolf does the same thing. X for Steppenwolf. I don't know. <laughs> He's illiterate. Right. <laughs> he cuts through the wall and busts through, and I, and that's it. That's and then it. you can see in the dome they're still fighting. Who and do I'm, they fight? Oh, the bug guys. The, they're still fighting the bugs, but you'd think like, Follow do they the not dude. know that Steppenwolf left? <laughs> like they're so distracted with the bugs that he just leaves. And then at one point, that's like, that's like, oh, no. <laughs> there's a Disney cartoon that my sister and I love where Mickey, where Mickey, uh, Donald Duck and Goofy are trying to find these ghosts. There's the Ghostbusters. Yeah. And uh, Goofy finds these ghosts in these dressers and he hops in the dressers and starts trying to fight them. But then the ghost leaves and he's like fighting himself and he's like, I got all three of them. <laughs> and we... My sister and I laughed at that. You guys saw so that are, at Disney World, right? In your resort or on something? On the bus. On the bus. On the Disney bus on the way to oh, our me. resort. But that's what the Amazonians were doing. They were like, we got him. We got all three of them. <laughs> and, but he's just like already left. <laughs> but like in the in the Snyder Cut, it falls. First of all, they make the sacrifice, right? Which yeah. shows how strong they are. Not just physically, but they were they willing knew. to do that. Yeah, yeah. They, had to, they had to have seen the walls coming down, like the doors going down, and they're like, okay. They're still fighting, yeah. Yeah, we fight to our death. This is what we signed up for. Right, and one of them even said, seal it. Yeah, it, she you know? was like, I mean, she was probably going to die anyway. She was very injured when she said it. <laughs> but like. The other ones were like, whoa, we're hey, fine. Hey, hey. <laughs> what are you I'm doing? I'm holding my own. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> Um, they just cut X's in the wall. <laughs> several, <laughs> several X's. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful sacrifice in the Snyder Cut. And it, it shows, it doesn't, 
To me, it's not, oh, look how weak the Amazonians are. In fact, it shows how strong Steppenwolf is because it shows how strong the Amazonians are and yet he still gets out, yeah. you know? So it makes him more formidable, yeah. not less, yeah. you know? Uh, and so it it's just, it's a much better moment. Yeah. Um, and he had more time because he didn't have to worry about deleting any scenes because right. they were all there. So he had more time to show the battle. Also, I think he just really does appreciate women more he than does. Joss Whedon. His wife, in that video, I'll show you later, mm-hmm. his wife who produces his movies, mm-hmm. um, she said that, he really is fascinated by strong women and he wants mm-hmm. to like represent them well in movies. Like he's always felt that way, yeah. um, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I'll also say Lois gets a lot more representation in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a great scene with Martha. Yeah. Um, even though something kind of happens that I don't like, and I'll talk about that in my dislikes for Snyder Cut. Okay. Um, but she has a great scene with Martha Kent and the acting in that is amazing. And they're opening up. And yes, she's talking about how much she loves Clark, which technically... Doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, but the yeah, you're right. I, but I will say the Bechdel test is kind of like a guideline. I wouldn't yeah. say that's really a feminist or not kind right. of test. But it's a good guide to be like, you know, but... But uh, he's their connection. He's how they know each other. Right. Like if, my, if I talk to your mom about you, it's because that's how I know her. I wouldn't have met her if I didn't know you. Yeah. She wouldn't have met Martha Kent if it weren't for Clark. I will say part of me feels like... <laughs> This movie almost works better in isolation. And what I mean by that is if you haven't seen BVS or Man of Steel, because I don't really think Lois and Clark's relationship was built up well leading up to this movie. Um, And I think that's mostly because of BVS. And I found out recently Zack Snyder didn't want to do BVS right away. He wanted to do Man of Steel 2. But the... um, Warner Brothers was like, no, you got to catch up to Marvel. You got to combine it. So he really wasn't passionate about that, but he he was passionate about this because he had a story idea for this for a long time. And I think you can tell. Um, I I think Man of Steel is better than BVS. There are a lot of great moments I like in that. Um, Like I love speaking of them together. Mm -hmm. I thought that movie set their set up their relationship well, but then BVS didn't really carry it through well. Mm -hmm. And then in Justice League, we see like the end of that relationship, but it's almost like we missed the middle. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, like at the end of Man of Steel, um, he shows up as Clark Kent to the Daily Planet and mm-hmm. Perry White's like, Lois, this is our new guy, uh, Clark Kent, show him around. And she says, hi, Lois Lane. He says, Clark Kent. And she says, welcome to the planet. Oh, but she knows cute. she knows who he is. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah, I love that she knew who he was, by <laughs> yeah. the way. I, I'm glad they weren't like, oh, she's like, oh, who are you? Yeah, uh, anyway. because you can definitely tell. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I think you're right. The and Wonder Woman too is better represented yes. in this movie. Yeah, she's cooler, she's stronger, she's just she's better. She's not a joke. Like in in Joss Whedon's, she's just there to make jokes about how hot she is. And yeah, she's hot, but that's not her character. I don't know if the movie ever once. I don't know if the Snyder Cut ever once says she's hot. No, she just is. Like you can notice that without making jokes about it or comments about yeah. it. Yeah, she just is a strong, powerful woman who's amazing. Yeah, and happens to also be super beautiful and super tall. Yeah. Barry Allen at one point makes a joke, which this is the closest thing to a joke that could have gone like, you know, but I don't think it did. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't think it did. I think it was still respectful of, of Gal Gadot and and Wonder Woman. But he said, he he just goes, Wonder Woman, you know, uh, do you ever think she would go out with a younger guy? And, but it's really more of a setup for a punchline. And yeah. Cyborg says, she's 5,000 years old, Barry. Every guy's a younger guy. Yeah. And I think that's 
in his character to be like yeah. to notice she's beautiful but and like I have a crush it on It never her. comes up again. No. He doesn't say like, Oh, she's a babe, you know? Yeah. It doesn't become a thing that hinders them where he's like drooling over her. Yeah. It seems it almost I, I might be reading into it too much, but that joke almost seems like he just kind of likes her because she's cool. Yeah. Um and she and, is. <laughs> and it's not like he's like, She's super hot, dude, you know? He just says Wonder Woman, you know, like she's really cool. You know, he doesn't say she's really cool, but I get more of the vibe that, yes, he's attracted to her, obviously, but that he thinks she's really cool. Yeah. You know, um, and it's more of a setup for a punchline of like, she's out of your league. Yeah. She's 5,000 <laughs> years old, which, you know, she kind of is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, a billion percent. Um, and uh, talking about other things we liked while we're talking about the Amazonians, I love when Steppenwolf says, um, I've come to introduce you to the great darkness. I will bathe in your fear. And then the queen says, uh, daughters of Themyscira, show him your fear. And they all go, we have no fear. It was so cool. The Amazons are just so much cooler they in this are, version. Oh, they're so cool. Like just that scene alone. Like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It was so good. It's so good. And since I'm talking about Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf is a good villain. Yeah, he is. Especially compared. Yeah. Um, I've, he I've heard some people say, if you had only seen him without seeing the theatrical cut, you wouldn't be like, oh, he's so good. But I would say he's no Thanos. No. You know, he's not as good as a... Th I'm not saying he's the best villain in, yeah. in all of... You know, not even close. <laughs> there are so many villains better than him. But he is good. I understand why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. He's formidable in a way that makes sense. But he's not so strong that like... It's, it's impossible. It's like, ugh. You know, like, you've just made him so strong that it'd be hard to fight him, you know? Yeah. Like, the Amazonians actually get a few arrows in him. Like, he does get trapped in that thing when it falls. It doesn't work, but he didn't escape before mm -hmm. that, you know? But he's he's just a really cool character, and you understand what he's doing, and they go more into him. Like, him with Dasad. I love when, he's, when he talks to Dasad. Who's that again? The hooded guy. Who's not the big, Who's like, big, big you, bad. oh, the dark one. 50,000 more worlds, you know? He He's he's always checking in with Dasad and being like, oh, okay. this is what's the going on. The guy who's on. there a few times. Not he's the, the big, one he talks big, to big him guy. when he's like the the slab the like melts thing. into him. Yeah, okay. yeah, not Dark Side. The, yes. Yeah, Dark Side is, is like the Thanos of DC. And I'm sure right. some people are going to go, no, <laughs> he's much stronger. But we already know you're going to do that, so don't. But I mean like he's <laughs> the Thanos of DC as in like he's the big bad that it's all leading up to. Yeah. Um, he's the boss, you know? <laughs> Um, the stuff with Dasad was great. Um, I, I get it, like, why they cut it. I don't agree with it. I get it. Because if you're going to cut down a movie, those would be the first things you'd go for. A character that you could completely cut. Yeah. And the movie, the plot wouldn't really be different without it. Right. Other than it would just make Steppenwolf a worse character because you wouldn't get, and that's what happened. Yeah. But they also, they didn't just cut Dasad. They changed Steppenwolf. Yeah, they did. Like literally to, to, <laughs> to the point where, where when he first shows up and they like he's reaching for the box and they like use one of their lassos and pull it out of his reach <laughs> yes. in the in the Snyder cut. He goes, no, in the theatrical cut. He literally goes, yes, <laughs> like it's almost like they just looked for all his lines and we're like, what's the opposite of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make him completely different. And also he goes, mother, a lot. Ew, I hate that. I told, I I think I was telling you, Marcus, that like 
he's this close. He's like an inch away from saying mommy. Yeah, he's like, like was, mommy. Yeah, I'm like, mother. He reminds me of Buster from Arrested Development. Oh, I haven't watched that. <laughs> he's, the, he's the bald one who's like codependent with his mom. Oh, okay. Uh, he's the one where it's, that guy's like talk, like talking, Nathan Bateman's talking, and mm. Buster's Jason back. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman is talking, and Buster's back there drumming. And he's like, and I don't know why you guys can't do this. And Buster, and then he turns around and he's like, you can't do that on the balcony, buddy. <laughs> and Buster's like, mom says it's too windy. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that Mother says it's too windy. <laughs> Ew. But yeah, he but calls yeah, the gross. mother and his his reasoning for doing things isn't quite clear. And In Snyder Cut, he's reporting back to somebody. In Desaad. Yes. But you just mean in theory he's reporting. He's reporting he's got a boss and mm-hmm. he has a goal he has to make up for whatever happened the last time or whatever. In the the, the theatrical the, I was gonna say theater cut. That's not <laughs> quite as good. Theatrical cut, he's just reporting back to some cubes. Yeah. That he calls mom. So yeah. it was just weird. They are like, mother boxes, but right. it, it comes off as but weird. But he doesn't call them mother. Also the voice, like it's the same actor. Obviously yeah. he recorded different lines for the theatrical yeah. cut. But they made him sound more intimidating in the Snyder Cut. Like, it's deeper and it's more growly. Like he, I didn't notice that. Like, he's more like this. No protectors <laughs> here. No lanterns. It's harder but to in, understand him, I think. in the... Uh, <laughs> not for me. I have perfect hearing. No, oh, I'm kidding. Oh. But in the theatrical cut, he's more, he's more just deep. Okay. And he's like, Mother, you have called me home. Ew. You know? Um, also, his design is much better in the Snyder Cut. Yes. So much better. He definitely has, like, a pug face in both of them. <laughs> like um, when we were but watching, it's, it's just his eyes in the like his eyes are very human in the Snyder cut, but then they made his face human in the theatrical cut, and it makes him less. It is real weird and creepy. Yeah, he looks. And someone said I heard someone say I think it was in a corridor crew YouTube video, but they said he just looks like a dude <laughs> with a the, weird in, hat on in the theatrical cut with a weird <laughs> hat on. He's like a Viking, just a really tall Viking. <laughs> I do remember we were watching and in, in the Snyder cut, he kept making this face that um. I want to describe it as Nick Miller's turtle face. I, that's the one I kept making to you when we were sitting on the couch. He'd make up, and then I'd go look at you with Nick Miller's turtle face. like Because mm. <laughs> that's what he was doing. Other things I liked. <laughs> I really liked when Wonder Woman defeated those people in the bank, and she was like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then she got to that girl who was still sitting down. Like she was, The girl was still kind of shocked, so she was still sitting. Mm-hmm. And she kneeled down, and she was like, are you okay, princess? And the girl said, smiles at her and goes, can I be like you someday? And Wonder Woman said, you can be whatever you want to be. Which, the first time I heard it, I was like, that is incredible. Like, I love that line. Yeah. Like, to me, it's close to being one of those lines that makes you groan. But it's it pulls like it off. It's pandering. Yeah. Right, but, but it pulls it off. But she to, believes it. Right, but that, to me, that's doing that right. There yeah. are other superhero movies that I won't bring up. Well, pretty much just one. <laughs> that is very like, yeah, women are great and men suck. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah. Because they make all the men stupid. Um, and then uh, also the actor who plays the main woman is a terrible person in real life. So she <laughs> is a bad role model. You're going to start an argument. I think most comments. people agree with me, <laughs> but maybe not. Uh, but anyway, I think this is a way, and some people might not have liked it. They might have thought it was too pandering. I, I'm right on the line. I feel like it was a little pandering, but just the fact that I know Wonder Woman believes that. Yeah. I think my sister who watched it with us, she even cracked a joke. She was like, uh, actually, she can't be like Wonder Woman at all, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is, is true. true. But the sentiment, I, I enjoy the sentiment, and that's really what Wonder Woman meant. I thought it was. I was thinking more like, 
not like the girl was like, can I literally be like yeah. you? Like can have I be your superpowers. Strong but and powerful and have and integrity. Hear, and like do, do good, good things, things and help people. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the little girl meant, can I be like you in the sense of like superpowers? But Wonder Woman definitely meant. She meant you can be strong, you can make good choices, do the right thing. Yeah. And when the little girl grows up, like even to teen years, she's going to know, like, obviously I can't be superhuman, but yeah. I can do the right thing. I can help people. Yeah. Another thing I liked um, was the scene with Flash and Iris West, which is completely removed from the theatrical cut. Yeah, I and it's it. I think it's honestly, it might be the best scene in the movie. It's the one that you keep showing to people on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you talk because about the movie, it's so great. Like, Watch this. It's so great. And, you know, this episode's going pretty long, so I won't go into too much detail, but oh my gosh, that is such a great scene. And again, I know why they cut it. Like, I understand their reasoning. Yeah. I strongly disagree with that decision. They should have mm-hmm. left it in. It's probably the best scene in the movie. It was um, so cool. I liked that um, we actually did get to find out more of Victor's backstory. We got to see him when he was happy. Yes, pretty much everything with Cyborg in this movie is amazing. So much better. Incredible. Yeah, because yeah, we know why he's so sad and moody. Like, he, uh, I don't know. In in the theatrical cut, he was just mad at his dad for making him a cyborg. That's what it felt like, right? He was a boring character. He, he had was. no agency. He was just mad. But in the Snyder cut, he had been happy. He... Yeah, he... Happier. Happier. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, he was happy in school. It's just that he didn't have a great relationship with his dad already. So it wasn't just, like, my dad turned me into a robot. Yeah. It was, my dad was never around. If he had been there, we wouldn't... My mom and I wouldn't have had this terrible conversation about why yeah. he wasn't there, and, and she would have And seen also, that he turned come. me into a robot. And he turned <laughs> yeah. me into a robot. Not yeah. only that, she's dead, and I'm a robot. <laughs> right. And, oh my gosh, Ray Fisher, that's the actor uh, who played Cyborg. Okay. His acting was superb in all those scenes. And they cut all of it almost. I think they did cut all of it and yeah. reshot it. And then it's it's just not good in the new one. And I don't think it's his fault. They didn't give him good things to work with. He was just so mopey. you know. And he was upset in the Snyder Cut, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. call him mopey. No, he was traumatized. And yeah. He, he, yeah, not mopey. I think he was just maybe depressed. And so it changed his whole temperament because he'd been mm-hmm. through a lot of trauma. And that scene where he gave that that lady all that money, I tear up every time. I yes, see oh my gosh, that was so good. Such a great scene. Um, I did want to say something. Oh yeah, okay, so I have another little compare contrast. When we were watching the theatrical cut and he was talking to Diana on the street, you and I were laughing about it because he looked like he was straight out of a video game cutscene. Yes. Like 100%. His like CGI was terrible. And that's not the I, that's not the VFX artist's fault. It's because they had to do these brand new scenes mm-hmm. right before the movie was going to come out mm-hmm. and they didn't have enough time. But the Snyder Cut stuff, I don't know how much they went that was unfinished that they went back to fix. Um like I can't tell real. you, but it looked it looked like a real, real person talking to a real person. But when we were watching the theatrical cut, it looked like it was cutting from like a video game cutscene to a real person. None yeah. of him looked real at all. It was right. so creepy and weird. Yeah, it, and it it made his face look not real, even though his face was real. I told you, it's like when when one color is surrounded by a completely different color, and it almost changes it to your eye it makes that other color in the middle look different like those optical illusions right it's i think that's what it was he was surrounded by so much bad cg that it just made his face look fake mm-hmm. 
Um, real, real quick, other another thing I liked was um, Superman's entrance um, back into the fight. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite part of the movie. I wish we had been recording. We didn't record <laughs> the reaction because we watched it with some other people who didn't want to be on, on camera. Understandable. Uh, understandable. They didn't want to be on YouTube. They just wanted to watch a movie with us and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I wish we had recorded at least you for that <laughs> moment because when Superman showed back up, uh, spoilers, by the way, I, we didn't say spoilers at the beginning. We well, didn't put it at the beginning. Yeah, put this at the beginning. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoilers for the Snyder Cut and the 2017 theatrical cut. You can put it in the description, too. True. Um, but when he, like, Steppenwolf is about to, like, bring down his axe on Cyborg, who's trying to break into the Unity, but then Superman shows up at the last second, and it just hits his shoulder and doesn't even phase him, and he just says, not impressed. It was so cool! It was so cool. And he has his black and silver suit, which looks really good, and then he just kind of like nonchalantly blows ice onto the the axe, and it freezes it, and then he just crushes the axe. He was blowing out a birthday candle. He was like... Yeah, and it was gone. Like, oh, there's a bug over there. Yeah. And it was, it was so, your mouth was hanging open. I know, it was the best part of the movie. Like I said at the beginning, it made it all worth it, this last scene. Yeah, and then when they were all fighting together, and then like Aquaman would hit him, and then he'd like fly across the room to Wonder Woman, who would then hit him towards Superman, and then Superman fl- flew up like in that awesome <laughs> shot, and then punched him. Yes. And oh, it was so cool they made superman cool yeah he was amazing and he was the best one yeah which is ironic because they tried in the reshoots to make him more like the original superman so that people would like him more but i think they would have liked him more if they had just kept it yeah the snyder cut stuff yeah um but i i really like when the justice league fights him when he comes back to life that was in the theatrical cut which made me happy uh pretty much everything i liked from the theatrical cut turned out to be Zack snyder's and i was like that makes sense yeah even the jokes, I thought maybe they had added that all the jokes were Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman can be kind of dour, mm-hmm. and there's not much joke. There's not many jokes, and that was one thing people didn't like. So, pretty much any joke that was in the theatrical cut, I just assumed was a reshoot. Mm-hmm. But all my favorite jokes were Zack Snyder's jokes. Like, they were in <laughs> his movie. And I was like, well, <laughs> that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so, I liked that. I loved Flash. Saving the world. Oh my gosh. He literally Running saved back in time. everything. Everyone else failed while he was like, he had to like build that momentum. Everyone else failed. Steppenwolf won. The world exploded and he ran the earth back in time and saved everyone. He, oh, it was so yeah. cool. I was like, I didn't know that he saved everyone like going into it. Yeah. You didn't, you did a really good job not spoiling the movie for me. He saved it, the I world. Mean, without him. I mean, Superman. It even shows you because it rebuilds Superman's body. Like yeah, he had died bone too. and then muscle and then skin. He was gone. Like even Superman wouldn't have couldn't do anything. Yeah. Like I love that it was like because in in the theatrical cut and I <laughs> I hate doing this in this segment <laughs> what we liked but in the theatrical cut once Superman showed up it was almost like game over. You know right. it was like what now what are we doing? But th- so they made Superman leave yeah. to go help civilians so that the team could keep fighting because if he stayed. There would be nothing for them to do. Yeah. Um, but in this version, he shows up, and yes, he overpowers Steppenwolf, but he fails. Like, yeah. and his powers wouldn't be able to do anything because he's he's fast, but he's not electric, right? Electricity had something to do with it. No, that's just why he was running. 
He's building the charge. Yeah, he he generates electricity when he moves fast, but his power is not electricity. Well, no, that, I didn't mean that, but Superman does It's just because Flash, Flash is faster than Superman. That's what it is. Really? Yeah, yeah. Flash is the fastest that. man alive. Yeah, it's because... Right. Well, think about it. His only power is being fast. That's true. Superman is just kind of heightened. So, but like, he's, he's stronger, faster, you know. Yeah, like, he sees Oh, he's... Him. Yeah, like, he's in the same league, but Flash can g- travel through time, which That's Superman, true. in this world, <laughs> cannot do. <laughs> I did forget something else I really liked. Okay. I liked that they brought in the Man of Steel score, like Superman's theme and Wonder Woman's theme, because right. honestly, those are... Uh, I'm not a big movie score nerd, but when I hear a good movie score, I know it. And Superman's theme and Wonder Woman's theme yeah. are intense, and yeah. I love them. And just, it built the scene so much more. Like, when I heard her music starting, like, that electric guitar, I was like, yeah. oh, it's gonna be good. And the scene when he first puts on the black suit, and you hear his music, yes. and his dads are talking to him, mm-hmm. and his his Earth dad is like, fly, son, it's time. And then mm-hmm. he takes off. It's really cool. Um but yeah, yeah, the score in general was much better. Danny Elfman oh did the score for the theatrical cut, and it was too whimsical. It was like, it just doesn't fit. I know they were trying to make it more whimsical, but that just doesn't, it's trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. Like, I never work. noticed the score at all during Justice League. Except the when it was bad. Theatrical. I don't even think I know, you would point it out, like, listen to this. I just didn't hear it. I think a good movie score like it's not supposed to distract from it but you should notice it and it should add to it Mm -hmm. and the theatrical cut I didn't think it was bad I just didn't think it was adding it was just kind of like there and I didn't even notice but in the Snyder cut like it was good and it was like it was hyping me up more because when I heard those like notes of like the familiar pieces I knew like oh some amazing something's gonna happen yeah Yeah. (laughs) um Going back to Flash real quick, oh, I, I wanted to say, if after Flash jumpstarts the mother box to resurrect Superman, if if in the theatrical version he went home and never came back after that moment, the plot would remain the same. Yeah, they still nothing would. changes. Yeah, if that had happened in Snyder Cut, if he had gone home, the world would Game have been over. destroyed. Yeah, yeah, and and. He's so much, and even before that, right? It's not like before that he was useless, and then he was part of the plan. He had to run and build the charge, whereas in the theatrical cut, he just had to save civilians, which they only added to... So he could do that. Yeah. They didn't know what he was supposed to do. Which, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but they didn't know what he was supposed to do. They had already shot the movie. Yeah. He's supposed to do that. Just what? keep it. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have kept that. I least. feel like some things they changed just to change them. Yeah. Like it almost feels like Joss Whedon changed some things. Or, you know, some people might get mad at me. Or Warner Brothers made him change some things just because they wanted it to be different. Yeah. They didn't want it to be Zack Snyder's version. They wanted it to be their version. And that's just gross. I mean, do the right thing. Make the right choice. Don't just like whatever. Yeah. That- Sorry, that was a bad sentence, but yeah. it's how I'm feeling. <laughs> uh, so let's move to things disliked. Um, We've been the th- doing that the whole time. Yeah, in the theatrical cut, we'll just make this simple. I'm just going to list some things. You can tell me if you disagree or agree. Um, and then if I forget something that you disliked that I didn't mention, you can say it. Mm-hmm. Um they ruined the characters. Yeah. All the characters were 
bad and shallow and one dimensional. Yeah. Um, so that's terrible. They added terrible jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made the movie more sexist. Yeah, they did. Um, which, hmm? There's even a, they cut that great line with that little girl. There's also a moment where Steppenwolf says to his bugs, like, hold, she's mine. Like, he wants to fight her. And in the theatrical cut, she says something like, you'll never win, Steppenwolf. Some stupid line. <laughs> but in the Snyder cut, he says, hold, she's mine. And she says, I belong to no one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So cool. Great line. Uh, yeah. Um, they used worse takes. Yeah. So like things that Snyder shot, but he shot several takes and they just used the, a worse one. Like that janitor guy. Yeah. When, when he sees the bug and he just makes no expression in the theatrical cut. "Hmm." And then in the Snyder cut, he looks really scared. Yeah. And it looks like the same shot, but he just, it was a better take or the, or it's the same shot, but they used earlier in the shot before the actor was pretending to be scared. Mm, yeah. So he started to look up, but he did in in his mind when he was acting, he wasn't his character wasn't processing yet. So he wasn't yeah, scared yet. That's a man. Either way, they used the wrong part. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and Snyder just used the right part. Yeah. I yep, it's terrible. Um the color grading is gross, especially <laughs> compared to the other one. When you saw it, you were like, I don't see what's wrong with it. But yeah. It's it doesn't fit Zack Snyder's footage. It makes the costumes look weird, mm-hmm. and to me, it's just too saturated. The colors pop way too much. I mentioned this in the YouTube video. I'd never notice color grade. I like, I, and I'm never going to be trained to notice it. Mm-hmm. You always notice it, which I think is cool because you color grade stuff and you like that stuff. Yeah, but that's not what my eye is trained to, and like honestly, I'm never going to notice it. So yeah, um, what's something else I didn't like? Steppenwolf, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman's upper lip. Yeah. His whole character was you just not as good. cool. <laughs> you smell good. You smell good. Okay, so for context, <laughs> after Superman comes back to life, Lois shows up, which by the way, in theatrical, Batman had Alfred bring her. And That's there's there's a shot where you see some lady in heels run away from the car. Get out of the car, And it's yeah. clearly not Amy Adams. They must have gotten someone else. But... She's like, I'm not coming back for that. <laughs> she runs up and Clark kind of like snaps out of it and comes back to himself and then leaves with her. Yeah. In theatrical cut, Batman brought, had Alfred bring Lois. Yeah. He said, bring out the big guns because Lois is there for him to use. Like, she's only there because we need she's her. She's a tool. Yeah. Right. She had no agency of her nope. own. Um, and in the Snyder cut, she went to the memorial every day. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, she misses her fiance, boyfriend. Technically, he didn't propose yet. They Where did she get that? Well, so in BVS, Martha gives it to her because they had gotten it in the mail. Like she had got Clark had had it sent to Martha's house so that Lois wouldn't see it and get surprised and get oh, spoiled. Oh, okay, so he so, was going to propose. Right, but he had never he hadn't had the chance to get it from her yet before he died. Mm-hmm. So she was like, he got this, so he was obviously going to propose. So she put it on, like, after he died, as a way of, like, retroactively accepting his proposal. You had my engagement ring mailed to your parents. I house. did. I didn't want you to see it. Yeah. yeah. And we picked it up. We did. And you didn't I know. You had now. no idea. Um, and so she goes to the memorial every day because she misses her dead fiancé and she loved him. And then that day, after she had that conversation with Martha, she decides to let go and live her life again. Yeah. Which is great. 
Yeah. Um, but that happens to be the day when they resurrect her fiance. Yeah. And I love the moment in Snyder Cut when she hears the explosion and she turns around and it just holds on her face and you can just see in her face and you know what she's looking at. Yeah. Because you can see it in her face. But we haven't seen it yet. Right. You can see the surprise, the disbelief, the uh, excitement, yeah. the shock. There's so much going on in her face in that, in that shot. Amy Adams does a great job. She's amazing. And then it cuts to him and he's just hovering in the air. And it plays like kind of epic music. And in the theatrical cut, they show him in the air, but he's kind of like going back and forth, almost like he's like a dead body that someone's like pulling around. And it's creepy. They were trying to make it creepy, mm-hmm. but I like it better that he's still. Yeah. And it shows him just still in the sky. It's, it's also creepy. It's creepy, it's but like, it's, it's also a better visual. You're like, yeah, it is. Oh, that looks cooler. Yeah. Um, and it matches her expression better. If she had been like, oh, is that him? And he was like, like a rag doll. (laughs) You'd think she'd just be more like, hmm? (laughs) You know, like confused. So Clark takes (laughs) Lois back to the farm and he says, this is home. And then in the the theatrical cut, she says, in reaction to that, you smell good. She like looks at him like, yeah, you smell good. You smell good. And he (laughs) says, and he says, did I not before? And she doesn't answer him. Um, and I thought that was weird when we saw it in the theatrical cut. I didn't remember that happening until you told me about it. And um, then we watched it and I was like, that's stupid. And it turns out, I didn't catch this when I first saw it in um, in the Snyder cut. I still thought she said, you smell you smell good. Because they are, they are close. They're close. But what she says is, you spoke. Mm-hmm. He says, he, he they get to the farm and he says, this is home. And... She says, "You spoke because so her he had surprise expression makes sense." Well, it's because, <laughs> yeah, it's because he hadn't said anything up yeah. to that point. Even in the fight, he hadn't said anything. Mm-hmm. The reason they changed it <laughs> was because they added lines mm-hmm. in the fight scene. They added where he was like, "Tell me, do you bleed?" Yes. <laughs> and he has it's like so his fake little rubber lip, and, creepy. Like, and his teeth are CG, and he's weird. like, "Do you bleed?" His delivery was super weird too. Well, they were working for a hack, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> no. He's a terrible man, but he is talented. But in that, he wasn't... It's it's a weird thing where some people are like, we don't know what was Joss Whedon's idea and what was Warner Brothers. And I would say, I would wager that all the sexist stuff was his idea for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but people are like, oh, but he just did what Warner Brothers asked him to do. And I was like, I don't think they wanted him to do a terrible job. No. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, you can't be like, it's not his fault. I'm like, it's still his fault. Even if it's just not all his fault. Yeah. You know? I don't I don't want to start a debate. Um, I have not seen any Star... Well, I've seen two Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I remember when you saw the last one and you came home and you were like, ugh, and you were telling me everything. And then I know you were watching stuff, reading stuff, listening to stuff about it, and it seemed like maybe... Who was the director? Of the last one? J.J. Abrams. That maybe he had a different vision for it than Disney because Disney was like, go back, change everything we did in the last one because people hated it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's hard telling how much is the directors and how much is the studios. And sometimes the studio makes crappy decisions. I would say everything, from what I have read, everything that's in the theatrical cut, Josh Whedon shot. Mm-hmm. Whose idea it was, who wrote it, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. It's, it's very heavily insinuated from what I've read that Josh Whedon wrote it mm-hmm. 
and shot it, and it was his everything in it was his idea, but it was following notes from Warner Brothers, like make it funnier, yeah. make it brighter, make it more personable. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't go into specifics from what I've seen. Yeah. This might not be true. And then he interpreted that and went, okay. Um, but I think you could have done that better. As much yeah. as I don't think you should have changed it at all. Honestly, I think if you just trim the fat on this movie, it's fine the way it is. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, which they should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you need to change it. But if you are going to change it and you're going to follow those notes, you could have done it in a much better way than he did. And there were some things that you didn't need to change that would have still followed those mandates. You know, some stuff that Zach did would have still been good. Like, I feel like this movie is funny. You know, yeah. I do like the characters. To me, it is more hopeful than the other characters. Yeah. Zach's version. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I People are trying to defend Josh. They're like, but it, not for like things he's done in his personal life right. or like how he acted on set, which apparently was terrible. But... They're trying to say, oh, but it wasn't his fault. He was just doing what Warner Brothers asked him to do. And I'm like, well, first of all, if somebody asked you to do something bad and you did it, that doesn't mean you don't have any blame. That, like, we can't, like, this is a this is an extreme example, okay? Oh, no. This is not a one-to-one, right? I'm not saying the just theatrical cut of Justice League is as bad as this, right? Okay. This, this example I'm using is way worse than any movie, right? <laughs> okay. It, um... But I'm using an extreme to highlight how silly that argument is. Nobody, you can't say that none of the Nazi soldiers oh gosh. were not to blame, right? Yeah, 100%. It wasn't their idea. They were just doing what somebody told them to do. Yeah. How many times have people said they were just following orders? And it's like... You yeah. don't have to follow orders if they're crappy yeah, orders. Terrible ones, you know? Flee the country, I don't know. And, and Josh Whedon wasn't even like... You could argue maybe some of those soldiers were brainwashed in a way. Um, by like Hitler's rhetoric or whatever, which again doesn't excuse any actions. Right. But Josh Whedon wasn't even brainwashed. He just did it. Took a job and they said do this and he said okay. So he's not not at fault. You know he might just not be the only one at fault. You know he might not be the mastermind, but he's definitely to blame at least you know fifty percent at least if not more. Yeah. So to wrap it up. Pretty much all of the theatrical cut, except the stuff that Zack Snyder shot, was bad. We've listed some very few things that we actually liked, maybe even preferred in the theatrical cut. Those are very small things, mm-hmm. and they don't make the theatrical cut better. And they certainly, it certainly doesn't make the Snyder cut worse that it's that they're not in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk about things we didn't like about the Snyder Cut. Much shorter list. Much shorter list. Yeah. Uh, you go ahead. Okay. So I only have a few things. I mentioned earlier I didn't like the song that those, was it Norway? Norwegian? I don't know. Let's not try to guess. Okay. European <laughs> yeah. women were singing. I didn't like that. Um, I thought this is still the same, not quite the same scene, but when Bruce Wayne is going over those mountains to find Aquaman entirely too long i don't need all this scenery yeah those landscape shots yeah i don't need all those it does go a little long just one is enough um yeah way too long and then the epilogue so okay an epilogue to me which i'm not a movie maker but i've seen movies and i've read books an epilogue is here's where the characters are now 
So I liked the I liked Victor going back and repairing the tape recorder yeah. and listening to it. Basically everything that and was directly tied to the actual movie yes. was still good. Then that weird apocalypse scene with Joker for some reason. I didn't mind Lex Luthor and Deathstroke. I still could have done setting without up, it. It was setting up a movie. Well, it was it was an in credit scene that they shot at the time that's just mm-hmm. irrelevant now. Yeah. Because that movie's not being made. Right. But they showed it because he was like, Oh, I shot it, so here it is. You know? Yeah. The thing the thing I don't understand is the nightmare one was shot later and seems like it was never going to be in the but he thought of it later. He has the benefit of hindsight where he's been thinking about this movie for yeah. years and he was like, you know, it would have been cool if I had added this scene with the Joker. And then when they got to when he got to do this, he was like, I'm going to shoot that scene. But it was the worst one. It well, was Jared Leto is a terrible weird. joker. Well, it's, yes, but it's not just him because he's just copying Heath Ledger. He, more so in this than he was in Suicide Squad, I Oh, I, th- I thought it was reverse. I thought he was copying him more in Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, he's just more random in Suicide Squad to me. Yeah, and he was just so weird. And, okay, he's barely in either one. People I'd are say like, he's, he's better, the best joker. He's, he's better in this one, I'd say. Um, but that's a low bar to clear. Yeah. But I, yeah, that whole scene just cut it. It was weird and it was confusing. I still don't know what was going on. And you, I think you explained to me the context. You're like, oh, well, this meant this and this meant this or whatever, you know, whatever they were talking about. Yeah. Because it's like an alter, it's like a parallel universe or something where they. That seems to be what they're. Didn't resurrect Superman? No, they did, but they Superman did. went evil because remember. Because they he, didn't use low. No, because Lois ended up dying. Yes. Remember when Cyborg is, they're about to to jumpstart the mother box to resurrect Superman and the ship shows him what will happen. If, yes. And it showed like Superman holding a dead body and crying and Darkseid comes up to him and like puts his hand on his shoulder. I don't remember that specifically. I remember the ship showing him. What, what happened happen. in that oh, okay. in that little flash. Okay. The, the, and in Batman v Superman, um, Batman gets captured in the nightmare sequence. Remember when he has the trench coat? He gets captured, um, and then Superman shows up and, like, laser eyes all the other prisoners. And then he comes up to Batman and, like, rips off his mask. And then he says, she was my world, and you took her from me. Oh. Um, And then when Flash comes back in that same movie, when he, like, he's like, Bruce, Bruce, listen to me now. He says, it's Lois, Lois Lane. She's the key. That Flash is from the timeline that we saw. Okay. Um, so what Zach has said, because he doesn't think they're going to let him make any more movies, so he's right. kind of just telling people what the next <laughs> few movies were going to be. I'd still watch them, even yeah. though he's kind of telling us. Basically, he's saying the Flash. reason Bruce sees visions of that timeline is because the Flash from that timeline is coming back. So it's almost like they're kind of bleeding over because okay. Flash is coming from that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, that's why he sees it. Okay. And we see he shot it again for the end of this movie to show us kind of like that timeline still exists and that that Batman is the one that's trying to send that Flash back in time. And Joker apparently has the method for them to do that. Okay. Or like Joker knows how. So what Zach has said is that the reason they're working with Joker is because mm-hmm. Joker knows how they can send Flash back in time. And so that's why he's on the team. But also the guy who was just talking to Lex Luthor on the yacht about... Deathstroke. Yeah, he was talking about killing Bruce Wayne, and then he's with them in that weird, dark, like, brown scene. Yeah, he's working (laughs) with them, too. 
Yeah. Which I think is supposed to be like it's he's gotten so bad that turn. that villains are working with the heroes because oh, I they're. I thought he was going to turn on him, like he was like, "I'm pretending to be on your side." And no, I'm kill you. Batman would have known because mm-hmm. he's a mercenary. Like in the in the world, that's like when Lex Luthor hired him. He was like, "Why are you working for me for free? Like, what do you have against the Batman?" And he said, "Oh, it's personal," implying that okay, they've so had run-ins before. Okay, gotcha. So to me, it's just one of those. This world sucks so bad that even the bad guys are like, "Let's fix it," you know, like. Okay. They're like, I hate this. I want it to be like the way it was before, you know, which happens from time to time, you yeah. know. Um, so, yes, I don't like that. I do like the epilogue until that. Like, I really love the wrap up to the movie where mm-hmm. he repairs the tape recorder, like you said, and we see everybody. And I love when Barry goes back to the prison to talk to his dad. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's a terrible job but it's in a crime lab and my foot's in the door and his dad's laughing. He's like, your yeah. foot's in the door. He's like, is that not something people say? He's like, yeah, that's something people say. I actually didn't get that. I didn't get why his dad, was he just excited for him? He was excited. So he was just repeating your foot's in the door and Barry was like, did I say that wrong or something? Okay. And his dad was like, no, no, you said it right. I was like, is this like wordplay I'm supposed to get? Like the dad was like, oh, cause you run fast. I don't know if his dad knows that he runs fast. No, I don't think so. Okay. I didn't know if there was a, joke or something I was supposed to be or no, he it's was just, just that he was excited. so excited okay. for him okay yeah um and he was like this is my son I taught him nothing he knows <laughs> and he was, was like funny. dad you're gonna get maced again <laughs> that was funny too yeah that was just a great scene yeah and they have it in there in the theatrical cut when we watched it I was like I don't remember this happening but since I saw the Snyder cut I was like oh they have this moment in there but it was cut down so much he like puts the paper on the door and he's like um oh, I got a job in a crime lab and he's like, oh, this is a job. And he goes, yep, a job. And he's like, wow, I'm proud of you. And he goes, thanks, Dad. I think that's it in the theatrical cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, yeah, I don't like the epilogue um, when it gets to the, to the future thing. And honestly, it's tacked on, but it would have been fine without the Joker in it. Or the Joker being in it, as an idea makes sense like he's the only one who knows how to send flash in time i love that idea that batman has to work with the joker mm-hmm. um jared leto's joker should never be on screen ever again yeah why are we still using him i he don't sucked know. in suicide squad he's i was hey, just copying he i'm Ledger. glad they took his tattoos away like yeah. he had the damaged tattoo before yeah like okay we get it <laughs> um but i it would have been fine like you know i said the deathstroke and lex luther thing I didn't hate. I was like, okay. Like, I don't mind it. It's interesting. Like, I would have liked... I like that I were seeing a glimpse of what would have happened yeah. if if the Snyderverse hadn't been canned. Um, and that we kind of saw a glimpse into Ben Affleck's Batman movie, which is now not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And so if they had just... If the Joker had been played well, even if it was Jared Leto, but he had just done it well... Yeah. Um. I this I wouldn't have minded the scene. I would have been like, you could have cut this, but I wouldn't have been like, this scene is stupid. It was so long. It was long. that scene itself. I was like, it when felt is like this Jared Leto was improving. Yeah, and like, I think he was. Oh I th- I think I've read that they that he improvised that scene, and it felt like it. It it was so long. It was I was terrible. like, when because an epilogue again, it's supposed to be like. 10 minutes but like for a four-hour movie sure stretch it out a little bit let's see where all the characters are now while we hear this like nice voiceover yeah it was great that as the that alone as the epilogue would have been perfect perfect roll credits yep but then they added this hour-long 
apocalypse scene or parallel universe or whatever. And it was just. It's not really an hour long. It we, felt we might, like We it. might get comments. <laughs> oh, that's a little nitpicky, guys. It happens. On the um, <laughs> just don't, though. <laughs> um, be cool. So, but it was so massively long, and it just kept going. And I was like, I thought the movie was over, and now I'm watching something that's totally different. It was like it was like a TV episode of something that was unrelated almost. Yeah. But they were just like, Glue this onto this movie. Yeah, the last it was horrible. Sorry, the yeah. last thing I'm gonna say that I didn't like. Um, and you can bring up something else if you think of it. <sighs> the Martian Manhunter. I didn't hate that he was in the movie. That's interesting because he. I like the character. I've seen him in some of the cartoons and stuff. But him, him being Martha in that scene, kind of ruins the scene because yeah. it was a great moment. The actors were doing great. It was a great moment between these two characters. And Lois Lane's emotions are still genuine. Yeah. And I'm sure many of the emotions of Martian Manhunter pretending to be Martha or Martha Manhunter, as I've heard some people say. Martha Manhunter? Yeah. Sounds like a lisp. <laughs> Martha Manhunter. Um, some of his emotions were coming from an authentic place. But if it had just been Martha, it meant more. those scenes would have been a lot better. Yeah. Um. So I would have cut that, which some people would be like, what? Because they love that he's in it, which I think it's cool. But that the fact that him being in it is cool doesn't outweigh the fact that that kind of undercuts the scene emotionally. And then him being at the end kind of ties, it ties into him being in the movie. Um, But something that I don't know if I told you, when Zach shot that scene, that was going to be a Green Lantern that showed up. It was going to be like Hal Jordan or one of the other Green Lanterns. And they were going to show up and be like, by the way, I exist and I want to help you. Instead of Martian Manhunter? Yeah. Okay. And that's why. And so he shot Bruce's response kind of generic so that he didn't say like, wow, you're green. But I guess that still would have worked with (laughs) with Martian Manhunter. But it was supposed to be Green Lantern. But Warner Brothers was like, it can't be Green Lantern. You're not allowed to do that. And so everyone he, hated the Green Lantern movie. No, I think it's <laughs> no? because they have plans for Green Lantern. Oh, and they okay. don't want to step on that. Okay. They have nothing announced, but to me, that's the only reason they would be like, no, you know, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> um, so he made it Martian Manhunter instead. Um, so th- to me, that's not really his fault. Um, but that scene didn't didn't need to be in there really. He was it was going to be a Green Lantern thing, and that's why he shot it. Mm-hmm. So he probably just didn't want it to go to waste, especially since he paid Ben Affleck to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he probably coaxed Ben Affleck to come back because Ben Affleck didn't want to come back to be Batman after Justice League. Oh. Um, probably because he worked with terrible people. Yeah. Um, not Zach, but after that. Yeah. So he probably had to coax Ben Affleck to come back. He had to pay them. He had to pay the actor. He had to pay the, you know, like he was already going to pay the VFX people to do the Green Lantern thing. So he was probably like, we can't just not put it in, you know, so put it in. And plus, he was probably thinking, well, people want to see everything I shot. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. So I'll put it in and make it Martian Manhunter. But it was unnecessary. Um, if Honestly, if the apocalypse scene had just kind of ended after Superman showed up, uh, we don't, we already don't need the apocalypse scene. But no. if the apocalypse scene had just ended when Superman showed up and his eyes were red, that's a better ending than going... Then Bruce Wayne waking up and then Martian Manhunter shows up. That kind of even elongates it even more. And you're like, what are we doing? You know, 
Um, but yeah, the epilogue was too long. It should have ended at with the actual footage from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, other things we didn't like. I'm trying to think. Well, I want to go back. I forgot that I like keep forgetting that Martha wasn't really Martha in that scene. I did like that she was still Martha in the theatrical cut. Just we didn't. They reshot it, and yeah, there was a stupid joke in there. Um, but like, I liked that it was just them talking about how much they miss Clark. Like, I liked that. I think it's a bad scene, just overall. I'd rather have Martha Manhunter with a good scene that he kind of undercuts than have that scene. That, but that's I mean, my opinion. Could, yeah, they could have done it better, maybe. But I like that he included the idea of it. I guess he did. Of them, he did talking, his version of that scene. Yeah, like. And it didn't turn out to be some dude. Okay, I will say, I told you this after we watched it. I forgot what universe we were in. And I was like, is that a scroll? Yeah. <laughs> when Martian was, Manhunter changed? Yeah, I was like, is that a scroll? Is that a scroll? And then I was like, wait, what movie are you watching? No, wait, wait, wait. wait. What movie was that? Um, oh, this is, I'm going to move, unless you can think of anything else that you didn't like from Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. I'm going to add one more thing I didn't like about the theatrical cut. And I didn't know that I didn't like this until I saw the Snyder Cut, was that they cut out almost every person of color except for Cyborg yeah. because they could not without ruining the plot. But I think they would have if they mm-hmm. could have. Mm-hmm. If they could have cut Cyborg entirely, I bet they would have. Because mm-hmm. they cut everything good. Yeah. And apparently there are reports that they said we can't have an angry black man at the center of our film, which, um, yikes. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like they would have cut Cyborg if at all possible, mm-hmm. but he's a load-bearing character, so they couldn't do it. Yeah. Um. So that's another thing I don't like about theatrical cut. A specific joke I hated. Least favorite joke. I've talked about I hate the boob joke. I hate when Batman is laying on the ground mm-hmm. and he gets up like a cartoon character and says something's bleeding or something. Like that's not in character at all. Maybe the 1950s TV show, 50s or 60s TV show Batman because he that was a comedy. Yeah. Batman is not a comedic character anymore no like he can like be and he hasn't been in these movies no and he maybe he'll say like a he'll you know let off a quip or something like oh whatever you know but he he's not a cartoon he doesn't roll around on the ground going oh ow oh 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 like that was so stupid cut out that noise i did no i like that i don't like it i'm gonna put it again right here no (laughs) and that one no (laughs) and that one no (laughs) beat your butt um, so yeah, those are things we didn't like about both movies. <laughs> See, there are things we don't like about the Snyder Cut. It's not a perfect movie. No movie's perfect. But it is um, head and shoulders better than the theatrical cut. Yeah. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a pr- I would even say it's a pretty great movie. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's a great movie. It might be. It's pretty great. The way you've talked about it so far... I thought you thought it was a great movie. It's impacted me a lot. I'm trying to decide. Let's talk about this now. Um, Let's just get out of the way. The performances in the Snyder Cut were much better. They they looked like they were more invested. They had much more stuff to work with. Yeah. So the acting was better. There were more characters. Mm -hmm. Silas Stone, his acting, his performance in the Snyder Cut was incredible. Mm -hmm. The dad of Victor. And they they almost cut all of his stuff. Yeah. Um, and he survives in the theatrical cut. Yeah. But his death was well, he, really great in the Snyder Cut. He almost doesn't survive. He just doesn't show up anymore. <laughs> he shows up at the end when Cyborg changes his look to look more like the cartoon. When he has the the 
round red light in the middle instead of the split. He's with his dad, and he's like, yeah, this is more like what the fans want. Oh, And it's like, why would you change your look? You don't know what the comic books look like. Yeah. That's literally just for like, see audience? Yep. Our eyes work. Um, So the performances were much better. I think they were just kind of beaten down by the time they got to the reshoots. Um, They probably also thought they were done with it. Yeah. And the material wasn't as good, so... Yeah. Uh, and apparently the, the director was, re- like, a bully, so... Uh, I understand why the performances weren't as good, especially because they all seem to really like Zack, and Zack seems to really like them. So to go from working with the director that you really like, uh, and you like his vision, and they've talked about how they loved... Like, he would he would draw storyboards for all his scenes, and they could complete... They would look at him and completely understand what the, the scene was going to look like, mm-hmm. and they were like, it made it easy for you as an actor... You, you already saw what the scene was going to look like, so you just had to just look at it and go, okay, and then just be and just breathe and just be your character, and you knew exactly what you needed to do, mm-hmm. um, which is great. As an actor, I'm like, that's great. Like, I'd love to do that. And as a director, it makes me want to be more like that. Um, so to go from a director who you love and love working with and would consider a friend to someone who berates you and bullies you and gives you material that's just bad... Yeah. I can understand why in the reshoots they're kind of just half-heartedly going through it. Yeah. Um, but it, they're, the performances in the Snyder Cut are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's definitely not an actor in the main cast who gives a bad performance. I don't even think there are any extras who give a bad performance. Like, um, the women who sing, are we- that's weird, but it's they're not being weird. It's no, just the it's song just a weird is weird. Um, but yeah, performances were great mm-hmm. in the Snyder Cut. The reshoot stuff was weird, but I don't blame the actors. Yeah. It was a terrible scenario. Um, cinematography, all the Snyder stuff in the theatrical cut was cool, um, but kind of is a little ruined. Not ruined, but the color grade doesn't look great um, in the theatrical cut. All of the Joss Whedon reshoots look boring. Like the camera either doesn't move or it barely moves. There's not much going on in the frame. It's just boring. Yeah. Like even the scene, the scene where they're talking about the mother box in the theatrical cut, they're all standing around and it's mostly just still shots or just kind of handheld shots going around looking at everybody. Mm-hmm. But when they're talking about it in the Snyder cut, it's circling them. It's like a 360 mm-hmm. shot and it's really cool. <clears throat> and it's like perfectly timed where about the time the camera will reveal someone, they'll start talking. Not always. Sometimes they're just listening. But there's there's one time where one person's talking like cyborg's talking and then it reveals wonder woman and she finishes his thought and then it goes to aquaman and he starts talking and then it goes to batman and he finishes aquaman's thought and it's just like it flows like that the way the camera is is moving um so the cinematography obviously in Zack snyder's version in the snyder cut Fantastic! Mm-hmm. There were so many times we were like, that is amazing. Or at least I was like, that was amazing. No, yeah, we were talking about it while we were watching it. There were, after you started pointing out, like, that he likes, I, mean, I said this at the beginning, but when he said he likes to make paintings, his shots, like, look like paintings. Yeah. I started to notice it, and it was really beautiful. Yeah, like, there were there are certain shots. Obviously, there are some shots where people are just talking. Right, and not if you, every shot can be a yeah. painting. Certain shots where if you paused it, that could be like a wallpaper. It would be really cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And there's even, this is kind of going back a little bit, but there's the one shot where Aquaman is standing on the boat about to save that guy and the water's crashing down and you just see yeah. his silhouette. It's a great shot. And then in the theatrical cut, they 
use CGI to animate him jumping onto the boat. So we see him jump onto the boat and then stand up. But in the Snyder Cut, it just pans up and he's already there. Yeah. And like, boom, he's there. CGI where somebody is flying or jumping like that, we're still not at a point where it looks realistic yet. Well, I, I would, don't think. Like, I would say it can be done well, but the shot didn't need it. It made no, the shot less cool. It's cool when it just pans up and he's like, oh, he's on the boat. Yeah. Like, you don't know how he got... I mean, you assume he jumped on or something, right. but it doesn't show it. Yeah, we don't need to see it. Him already being there makes him cooler. Like, boom, I'm here, you know? Um, but anyway, yeah, cinematography, theatrical cut was boring. and the Snyder Cut, it was really, <laughs> really beautiful and fascinating. And the lighting was better. It was more dramatic and it was just overall better. Just definitely. We talked about the music. The score in the theatrical cut was either unremarkable or just bad and the score in um the Snyder Cut was much better mm-hmm. and at sometimes very beautiful yeah um and Junkie XL did a great job so now that we've gone through that I want to talk about something with you and get your opinion on it I've heard some people say like I watched somebody on YouTube who watched the Snyder Cut and didn't like it and they hadn't seen the theatrical cut and they were saying, they were positing that people only liked it because it's better than the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. And he was like, because I feel like everyone who's saying it's good, the first thing they say is, oh, it's so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, but I didn't see the theatrical. And so I saw Snyder Cut with no pre-existing ideas mm-hmm. and I just didn't like it. And I will say that particular person is very picky and tends to be very cynical about films. Mm-hmm. Sometimes leaning towards pretentious for me I'm that could be his I'm I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say those are his genuine thoughts about movies Mm -hmm. which they probably are but um it seems like he prefers artsy movies you know and indie movies movies I haven't even heard of which is fine I'm glad he enjoys those movies that those movies were made to be watched so I'm glad that he's watching them you know um and I feel like he talks about blockbusters because that's what his subscribers want, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really care about those kind of movies. That's the opinion. That's the feeling I get. And he didn't like this movie. Um, and I've heard several people say that that just because it's better than theatrical cut doesn't mean it's good. Mm-hmm. It just means it's better. So I've been thinking. I genuinely do think I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but how could I really know if I've been swayed or not just because I know that it's better? Yeah. So I want to get your thoughts on what do you think about that as an idea of like, if you had just seen that alone, you might not have loved it as much if you hadn't seen the theatrical cut first. I think that's valid. I think there's a lot of things that if, if we didn't have something to compare it to, it might not be good. But when you compare it to another thing, it's like, oh, it's amazing. Like, compared to a worse version or something. I, honestly, the beginning of Snyder Cut, it it was long. And it was, it was hard for me to stick with. I did stay off my phone the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, you know, I like to be on my phone during movies sometimes. And, um, but I try when, when you're wanting me to watch a movie, I put my phone away and I watch it. Um, but... It was long <laughs> and it was sometimes it felt slow, but not I felt like most of the scenes that were in it were necessary. So but I've said this a couple of times, the I, ending fight scene made it all worth it and I genuinely liked it and I wasn't 
compare when I was watching it I wasn't comparing it to the other one in my head I was thinking holy crap this is so cool I didn't actively hate Justice League because I watched it with you a couple times and forgot everything about it because I just didn't care it, it wasn't my kind of movie I also didn't like BVS or Man of Steel yeah they're just not my kind of movie so right. like and I like superhero movies some you know like you like the Marvel movies I like the Marvel movies I think they you do like a really most of the Marvel job. movies I do yeah I think they do a really good job I just haven't cared about that many DC movies. And that's not because I picked Marvel over DC. It's just I genuinely don't like them as much. I loved the Wonder Woman Woman movies. And you like the Batman movies, the Christopher Nolan ones. Oh my gosh, I love those movies. I like Christian Bale, though. (laughs) I think he's so cool. Um, So, yeah, I just, I do think the ending made it all worth the long watch. But I probably don't want to watch it again. I don't know if I liked it because I didn't like the other one. Because, hmm, I don't know. Like, when I was watching the big fight scene, I wasn't thinking, this is better than the fight, the end fight scene than the other one. I just really liked it. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if, but maybe, maybe I did even subconsciously. Yeah. Not necessarily that scene. Because that scene was just freaking crazy. Yeah. I just loved it. I think that was a great scene. Yeah. Your jaw I didn't drop when Superman showed up because you were like, this is so much better. Yeah. Your jaw dropped because it was a it great was moment. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that last scene, I mean, I definitely would have liked it either way. I don't know about the rest of the movie. I don't know if I would have liked it if I had not seen the other one. I think... See, so in talking about other people and like as a whole, I see where that guy is coming from mm-hmm. saying it's only a good movie because everyone hated it. You the mean other people one. only like it? Yeah, yeah. People only like it because it's better. But I don't necessarily have the most reliable take on superhero movies mm-hmm. because, and well, necessarily any blockbuster movies. I like fun movies i like animated movies. i wouldn't say your take is unreliable it just might not be popular yeah because your opinion is your opinion well right but i don't know if my opinion on this is going to be insightful as valid or insightful so Mm -hmm. i i truly don't know if it would be as popular if we hadn't gotten the first one because i don't i just it's like i i watch listeners be nice the reason I don't watch Star Wars is because I genuinely don't like it. I've watched it with you. A few of them. Uh, yeah, a couple of them. And, and it's just really not my thing. And no hate to people who love it, which is almost everyone on Earth. Like, yeah. I'm not blind to that. Like, there are a lot of popular things that just don't do it for me. And I'm not doing fine. it to, Yeah, I'm not doing it to be a snob. I just, it just doesn't do it for me. So I can't tell if this would have been a good movie without it for everyone else. Yeah. Because I'm not everyone else. Yeah. I don't have popular opinions. Uh, do you want to hear my take on it? Yes, yeah. So this is what I think. I think it's impossible for me to say that I didn't enjoy it more because I was constantly comparing it. Because first of all, I'm an editor, right? Like that's what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just for YouTube, like that's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also a filmmaker. I'm also an actor. You know, I've done directing. So this whole exercise of making two different versions of the same movie is fascinating to me. As a filmmaker, as an actor, as an editor, to see 
how this ne- has never happened before. Yeah. We've had director's cuts of movies, but usually that just kind of adds in deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. We haven't had two completely different versions of a movie. Yeah. So it's fascinating and I can't say that I didn't enjoy it more because of that aspect. Mm-hmm. That said, it's a better movie, just objectively. It's yeah. a better movie. Mm-hmm. They made better, he made, well, I'll say they, because there are multiple people involved. Mm-hmm. They made better creative decisions. Um, it's better performances. It's a better script, better jokes, um, or the same jokes. They just cut out the bad ones. No, there are some new, some jokes in there that weren't in theatrical, but better jokes. They had more of the really cool Zack Snyder shots. Um, they took their time on the characters. It was fleshed out. There were scenes in there that weren't in theatrical that were really good. Um, so I just think it's it's objectively a better made film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that can't be ignored. So it, it, so it is, that is some merit to the movie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I will say I think it is a good movie. Um, now, mm-hmm. my opinion might be biased because I do the comparison thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it is a good movie. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I don't think it's the best movie ever made. I don't think it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's it's too long. Like, there are things, as much as I think it flows pretty well, there are things that need to be cut. Mm-hmm. Like we said, yeah. most of the epilogue, yeah. the singing, yeah. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, it would still be three hours, though, and yeah. I'd be fine with that. I would we be sat o- through Infinity War. We loved every second of it. Yeah, and now I will say Infinity War came out after Justice League came out, so it's a new world now where, like, yeah. Now studios could be like, well, people would watch a three-hour movie. I think before, <laughs> I think before they were like, people will not watch a three-hour movie. You know, I think people were saying that when they when Marvel announced that Infinity War is going to be three hours, they were like, yeah, good luck. Are people going to no watch this? Go see that. But they were like, we're Disney and we're Marvel, and you're going to see it. Yeah, it's the conclusion. <laughs> it's the conclusion of Infinity War. I mean, they were smart because they were like, it's three hours, but Infinity War ended on a cliffhanger. This is also the pinnacle of like everything the Marvel, the MCU has been leading up to. You're going to see it. Like people are going to watch it. I'm except I said Infinity War. Oh yeah, it's in game. game. Yeah. So good. But, so my answer is kind of a yes and no, which Mm -hmm. seems kind of bleh, but (laughs) I don't think you can flat out say the only reason people like this is because they've seen the the other one, and if you hadn't seen the other one, you would think it's a bad movie. There's no way to know. First of all, that's a blanket statement, so you can't say that. Um, Also, things affect people differently, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's also hard to say because this movie would not have been the movie, even if Zack had stayed on and they hadn't reshot anything, this would not be the movie we would have gotten. No. Because this was pre-Endgame, so they would have made him cut it down. Yeah. By how much? I don't know. Because it seems like Zack really kind of fought with Warner Brothers about different things. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, I, it has to be like this, it has to be like that, and they compromised on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think Joss Whedon, for the most part, just kind of rolled over to what whatever Warner Brothers wanted. So, mm-hmm. they were like, it has to be two hours, no longer. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they had said that to Zach, he would have been like, it can't be. And they would have fought on it. It probably would have been a really long two hours, like a 245 or something like yeah. that, um, which I think would have cut too much. Yeah. But I don't think we would have gotten exactly this. We definitely wouldn't have gotten exactly this movie. I think we might have gotten a little more than half of this movie. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have changed anything or added, any, added anything, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, they wouldn't have had that weird... 
thing that I hate, the epilogue that I hated. <laughs> yeah, they would. That definitely wouldn't have been in there. Yeah, it would have been shorter to its mm-hmm. detriment. I think. Yeah, we would have missed some character stuff. Yeah, which we did when. But I still think <laughs> even then that would have been a better movie. But it's hard to say, right? Because yeah. we we don't know. We don't know what they would have cut, or maybe they they would have forced him to reshoot things. Maybe they would have reshot things behind his back. Yeah, companies have done that before. That sucks. Like reshot things behind a director's back and it's then real shady. Edited it. Yeah. Um, I think producers should stay out of it. <laughs> but I'm yeah. a director, so I'm, yeah. I'm a little biased. So I think he's right and he's wrong. He's wrong that that's the only reason we like it and we would all hate it yeah. if that movie hadn't come out. That's too... Um, or that it would be objectively bad. Yeah. Um, but I think he's right that it's doing so well right now because of all the things leading up to it. Yeah. I don't know if it would have been a smash hit if it had just come out in theaters. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. Like I think people story. would have been like, that was pretty good. I liked that one better. But it wouldn't have been like, whoa! You yeah. know, the comparison between the two movies, that stuff can't be ignored. Um, I, I do think that's what's making it so popular and so much of a hit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it would have been objectively bad. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been good. I think, I think even critics would be like, this movie's better than the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I think he's right and he's wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, just a he, he made good points, I think. Half half of his argument is true. It's too like cut and dry, I think. Like he's like it's too black and white. Yeah. He didn't he didn't take I don't know, he was too definite about it. Like literally you don't know everyone's opinions and you can't know for sure what would have happened if you know something else hadn't happened you know and he's just acting like i don't know this guy i don't even know who you're talking about yeah i've never i don't want to i don't want to trash him yeah uh, i i just disagree with this uh and i mean i'm subscribed to him so like <laughs> i like to hear his take on things and he'll trash bad movies like actually really bad movies and i like to hear him trash them <laughs> um so i i i don't know the this person personally um so i'm just saying i disagreed with this point mm-hmm. that he made um so yeah, anyway, that's our feelings, our thoughts and feelings on both movies. Only a few. Uh, uh, only a few <laughs> feelings. Uh, we're almost to two hours Woo! on this recording. I'm hungry now. Uh, it's probably not going to be two hours long when I cut everything out, but makes sense. We're talking about two movies and one of them's four hours long. Yeah. So <laughs> makes sense that our discussion would be a, about half that. And we're opinionated people. We're very opinionated people. We like to chat together. And sometimes that causes a rift between us. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> we're doing well. We're doing all right. Yeah. yeah. We're going to counseling. Whatever. We're actually not. No. We should though. Everyone should. Everyone should. Everyone should. Yeah. Everyone, should yeah. Everyone should. This is a different topic. Yeah. All right. Counseling. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, if if you want to hear more from Story Tales, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. My Twitter is uh, Marcus is a Hooper if you want to follow me. Also, Marcus Hooper on YouTube. I have RuneScape videos, and I'm also going to be posting stuff about, you know, movies and stuff, reactions, my opinions, and I'm also going to be posting things about different video games. So if you kind of like pop culture and kind of like entertainment, that's the channel for you. I'd love for you to go check it out. That's Marcus Hooper on YouTube. Uh, And Amy will be in some of those things. Yeah. Yep. And if you want to watch our reaction to this, you can go watch the um, shortened reaction that we have on YouTube. We're going to do more of these reactions. Mm-hmm. And in the future, we'll be releasing the full reaction on Patreon as well. Now, we won't have the full movie on there. You'd have to right. have, have your to own copy of the movie. <laughs> but um, for now, for this one, it's just going to be the short one we have on YouTube. 
And uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us. You have anything to say before we go? I just had a lot of fun chatting with you about movies. We do this a lot, but it's fun to have your friends here too. <laughs> yeah, have all my friends, all yeah, my all pals. Your friends, all your, Every your, single person listening likes this. Nobody dislikes this. No, or this us. Is quality golden content. But right. anyway, I had a lot of fun. Me too. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. And we'll see you guys next time on the next episode of Story Tales. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Story Tales. Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter at StorytalesPod, where you can share your story with us. Or you can email us at StorytalesPodcast at gmail.com. Your story wants to be told.